Lekutis Sichis, Volume 17, Pirkei Avot, Chapter 6. Title, Torah for Torah's Sake and Its Rewards. Chapter 6 of Ethics of Our Fathers begins with, Rab Meir would say, whoever occupies himself with Torah study for Torah's sake alone merits many things. After which, Rabbi Meir lists the many things. Hence, a fundamental question. Who is Rabbi Meir speaking to? If it is to the person who is already learning for Torah's sake, then of what value is telling him of the reward of many things? And if it is to influence the one who is not yet studying for Torah's sake, influencing through the rewards doesn't lead to studying only for the Torah's sake. Now, one might consider answering this in line with Maimonides' teachings in the laws of Teshuva. I quote, We are promised by the Torah that if we fulfill it with joy, God will remove all the obstacles which prevents us from fulfilling it. Similarly, he will grant us all the good which, we will, which will reinforce our performance of the Torah. Okay, so maybe so too Rabbi Meir is doing. However, this will only answer for the parts of the list of many things to which this reason can apply. Not so with the part of the list in which this reason does not apply. It has nothing with making possible further learning nor taking away any interference. Additionally, among the many things, there are those which don't match at all to being a reward for studying Torah for Torah's sake, such as A, lover of God, lover of humanity. When these are direct commandments from the Torah in Deuteronomy, and you shall love God your God, and in Leviticus, love your fellow as yourself. Suffices the feeling of love yourself. Number two, distance him from sin. From this we need for for this we need a reward for studying Torah for Torah's sake? For this suffices the feeling of fear of punishment and fear of sin itself. And even earlier in chapters two Mishnah one and chapter three Mishnah one, we find Tractic Ethics itself teaching us contemplate three things and you will not only not actually sin, but even not come to the hands of transgressions. So we don't need this as a reward for the, you know, exalted type of studying for Torah's sake itself. Third, Forgiving of insults is seemingly not the appropriate enough award for studying Torah for Torah's sake. When forgiving denotes that he feels the insults and yet forgives. While the truest experience is to not feel the insult in the first place. Lastly, some terminology used in the many things need to be understood. Number one, enclose him with humility and awe when the usual language is either becomes or brings him to humility and awe. Another language, from him people enjoy counsel and wisdom rather than request of him, receive from him counsel and wisdom. And thirdly, the closing of the Torah uplifts him and makes him greater than all creations in which we need to understand the difference between the two, uplifts and greater. The explanation. Rab Meir's precise wording is whoever occupies himself with Torah study for Torah's sake.
Now, the definition of for her sake, lishma, for Torah's sake, means that one is not searching for anything through his Torah study, not even holy pursuits, but for the Torah itself. Understanding Torah for the Torah, a study of Torah itself. And the words occupies himself means through hard and strenuous effort and work. Like a businessman, the word used here is oisek, is also the word used for a businessman, bal asek. So the word occupies refers to like a businessman who never stops thinking about his business day and night to the point that this is his life. It becomes his entire being and essence. Now this leads us to a question. Our, ta- our sages teach us in the Talmud, he who says that I have nothing but Torah study, even Torah study does not have. But rather, one must also perform acts of kindness for which one must have contact with those around him, work on himself to care for others, not to be egocentric, etc., which all this takes hard work in quantity and quality. Even the good deeds between man and God takes time and effort, such as to love God and to fear God, upon which Maimonides writes in the laws of the fundamentals of Torah, what is the path to attain love and fear of him when a person contemplates his wondrous and great deeds and creations and appreciates his infinite wisdom that surpasses all comparison, he will immediately love Hashem. When he continues to reflect on these same matters, he will immediately recoil in awe and fear, appreciating how he is a tiny. Hence, the question of how can whoever occupies himself with Torah study for Torah's sake do, do and succeed in all of this? He will be missing in all of this. If he would at least be studying Torah for the purpose of knowing how to serve God, then the study and the action wouldn't be antithetical, but rather a learning which brings to action and service to God. However, when his study is for her, the Torah's sake, without even thinking about himself or his status in serving God, and how much less so involving himself with those around him, hence what will be of him concerning his service of God? This is what Rabbi May is coming to deal with, innovating that whoever occupies himself with Torah study for Torah's sake alone merits many things. Now, he says merits and not reward. The innovation here is that even though concerning the reward of a mitzvah, the reward is in comparison of the mitzvah, hence the reward for Torah study for its sake should be be only of its nature, which being that the Torah and God is one, therefore the reward would be that of the bond between the soul and God, meaning that the many things listed by Rabbi Meir cannot be of a reward. Thus, Rabbi Meir's innovation that in addition to the reward, he also merits many things, which in themselves are lower or higher of his Torah study for its sake, through which he is helped with the rest of his service to God. Let's understand this. When going through Rabbi Meir's list of many things, we find two categories. Things that he, that gets, that he gets automatically in their entirety. And two, things that he receives only in part. And whilst they become easier for him to attain in their entirety. But nevertheless, this takes work from his side. 
And this is why we find the terminologies within the many things, such as encloses him with humility and all, makes him fit to be righteous, pious, correct, and faithful, distances him from sin, and brings him close to merit which allude to these things of merit not being given automatically in their entirety, but rather they still demand some work from his part. Now, Torah study for its sake enclose him with humility and awe as a garment externally, while in order for him to make this one with his emotions that he become humble and God-fearing, he must put in effort and work. So too with the makes him fit to be righteous, distances him from sin, brings him close to merit. However, for him to actually become righteous far from sin and have merits, for this he must work. And this is also why it states only forgiving of insults. For Torah study for its sake refines the person only enough to give forgive. While to not feel insult in the first place takes work. Now, being that he receives automatically in its entirety things as lover of God, lover of humanity, rejoicer of God, rejoicer of humanity. From him, people enjoy counsel and wisdom and understanding and power. Grants him sovereignty, dominion, and jurisprudence. Therefore, most definitely, he does not lack in good deeds between him and his fellow man. Even more so, because he occupies himself with Torah study for Torah's sake, hence he merits to a general elevation of intellect even in worldly matters, so that he can give counsel in worldly matters, to the point that from him people enjoy counsel, which has him be a rejoicer of humanity. Now the lesson. Even though the one who occupies himself with Torah study for the sake of Torah study has to isolate himself from worldly matters, and therefore he or the other may think that from such an individual one cannot receive advice in worldly matters, nevertheless, Rabbi Meir is teaching us that such a form of Torah study marries to a complete understanding of the world. Simply speaking, If he does not know this specific matter, then he will refrain from answering. However, if he does answer, then we can rest assured that his elevated form of Torah study grants him the knowledge even in worldly matters that it be from him people enjoy counsel. With this, we now understand the two terminologies used. The Torah uplifts him and makes him greater than all creations. For on the one hand, one who occupies himself with Torah study for the sake of Torah study is uplifted and exalted to the point of being separated from all worldliness. While on the other hand, precisely, he merits to be greater than all creations, that he is greater and he has a greater and complete understanding of worldliness. Lastly, this teaching of Rabbi Meir, being the chapter learned the Shabbat before Shavuot, the holiday of receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai, in order for us to whet our appetite for Torah study. Hence, this chapter and teaching of Rab Meir is a teaching for each and every one of us, meaning that albeit the one who occupies continuously himself 
with Torah study for its sake is beyond the capacity of everyone. Nevertheless, Tanya states that each and every person must at least in the onset of his study set the intention of studying Torah for her sake. The explanation for this is being that God's Torah is infinite. Therefore, its infinity allows it to spread itself even to the realm of the finite human mind to be understood there as well. But contingent upon the person being humble and self-nullified. This being, as we find by the receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai, which was contingent on our responding first with, we shall do obediently, humility, self-negation, and only after this with, and we shall hear, understand and appreciate. So too in our Torah study, we must first set ourselves with self-negation letting go of any desire for worldly matters or any benefits, but to study Torah for her sake. Now, this is the reason why this chapter, known as Acquisitioning Torah, begins not with the necessity of studying Torah, but with the necessity to humbly and with self-negation set our Torah study, that it be for her sake. For only through this can we receive the acquisition and acquisition God's Torah, after that which we can then immense ourselves in the studying of the Torah.